0: All sports all, yeah. all sports all Plays. All Sports All Plays. All Sports All Plays.
1: 365, we making a place. We talking the game, get you to the days. We're high in the court, the dying in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. Authentication, sports information. In the airways, taking the nation. All Sports All Plays, they work in your faces. Grace the field, so type the laces. All All Sports All Plays. Yeah.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Easy Money the Sports Betting Show's UFC 280 Oliveira versus Micah Preview and Prediction Show. I'm Chris Gonzalez, joined by Pride. How's it going, man?
1: I'm good, bro. Just tired, drained, and exhausted. But I'm kicking.
0: Uh, I know you've been busy. You haven't been on those shows for a while.
1: You've been busy
0: with a new job.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll tell people and then they get all bitchy about it, but. Oh wait, am I allowed to curse? Oh no, I can't. I don't. Care. <laughs> you don't care? I don't care. All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh man, let's see what. Was yeah, it? no. It's tiring, but I'm just ready for the UFC, man. I'm ready
0: for this weekend. Yeah, I am too. I think tomorrow, tomorrow's card, like we were just talking about, even the prelims are, uh, is a pretty stacked card. Get this. Uh, there we go. That looks better. All right. Yeah. You know, even the prelims are pretty stacked. Card. They yeah. start earlier here because they are out of the country, so it's like ten a.m. for
1: prelims. Two and a half. Yeah, after. they're yeah they're in Abu Dhabi, which, I
0: mean, you
1: do when you're in Abu Dhabi, you kind of gotta put out. At least I think they're in Abu Dhabi. Are they? Oh uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, and you know. <laughs> You know they go to Abu Dhabi a few times a year, and you know of those few times, there's always going to be that one card that's like banger. You know, it's it, it's it's a card that's stacked with like a lot of fights that we've been curious about. You know, um. So and and honestly, that's that's what this entire card has been to be honest. You know, like a lot of fights that you know can kind of shape up the the their respective divisions. So heading into next year, you know what I mean? Like heading into next year, like the picture is like a little more clear, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you get yeah, you get to see your favorite fighter, uh, Sugar Sean
1: O'Malley. I oh, honestly with all the disrespect fuck Sugar Sean O'Malley. I, mean, <laughs> I I don't I don't understand the hype with the kid. I don't I don't right. understand the hype. Like he's listen, he's a good fighter. But that's it. Good at his peak. Like I don't get this, 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 this enamored, this this love for him. We're going to get to it in a while, in a, in a little bit. Yeah. Piotr Jan is going to murder this kid. And I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. Well, listen, my host, a I, I got it in my back pocket. And when we get there, I'll throw it. But just understand, Piotr Jan is going to kill this child. Yeah. I, I feel
0: the same. <clears throat> I pretty much feel the same way about that fight as well. I think he's just getting pushed because he has a. It's the, the
1: hair. It? It's all. Hair. It's the hair. Because we're in an era where if you talk, they love you. That's really it. That's really it. Conor McGregor kind of did, did this thing where as long as you can talk good, Dana will give you an opportunity. And that's what Sugar Shane O'Malley does. He talks, right? He just he just babbles, and a lot of people go, "Oh my god, he's so good talking." I'm like, "Are you sure?" Like he just babbles. Like if if you actually listen to the stuff he says, it makes zero sense. They're not funny. They're not clever. There's no, there's no wow. What is it? like no? It's just like yeah. he babbles something stupid and idiotic. But for some reason, he's got this weird cult following, where. He can say the wrong thing. He'll say something dumb, and his fans will, like, worship the ground. on. And they'll be like, oh, my God, it was the funniest thing ever. And it's like, no, it's not, but whatever. That's what happens when you have a cult following. Listen, whether you're good or not, when you have that cult following, it really puts you on a whole nother, you know, put you on another level. Because you're going to be the worst fighter ever. You really could be. If you got a cult following, that'll keep you way longer than you need to. Yes. That's why Donald Cerrone's still around, or was still around. BJ Penn, he was around for a while. It's because they had that cult following. That's why you're kind of seeing guys like Francis McDonough, who's a champ, and the UFC is considering letting him walk. They're considering letting him walk. Think about that. Yeah. What other chip would they consider walking?
0: But he don't talk. <laughs> yeah, so, no, I agree with you 100% uh, on that. It's all about now. All these guys want to cut, kind of like WWE promos, and the guys that do it are the ones that that get pushed because you're right. That's what the fans want to see nowadays. Uh, but we got we got a stack, like we've said, a stack prelim card. Let's, we'll go ahead and uh, take a look at those. Jump into the first one. Uh, what the hell? Uh, Carol Rosa against Lena Landsberg. Rosa's a big favorite, at, uh, minus three forty. On the money line, Landsberg's plus 250 on the money line, according to FanDuel. Uh, I think, I think, oh man, I don't know if, how good of a fight this is going to be. I'm, I can't believe they keep giving this Landsberg more, at 40 years old more more opportunities. <laughs> get, get my, oh, there it is. I had it pulled back up and I hit the wrong button. Yeah, they keep giving her more opportunities. She's four and five in the UFC. Uh, is Landsberg, uh, Rose is fifteen or four and one in the UFC, fifteen and four overall. Uh, I like Rose in this fight. She has high volume. Uh, she's four and one over her last five. Uh, she has pretty good takedown defense, mostly. But her her last fight uh, against Sarah McMahon, uh, she was taken down four times. But Sarah McMahon's also a wrestling uh, Olympic wrestler uh so i can understand getting taken down by her compared to some of the other fighters uh her striking defense can be a little a little not there at times but she is good has good striking on her feet she's a decent grappler uh, i like uh, Rosa in this fight i think she's i just think she's the better all around fighter uh landsberg doesn't have great grappling or great takedown defense uh, and she likes to fight in the clinch she has good elbows uh she's two and three over her last five uh, her, lost her last fight to Kanzab uh, Can- by unanimous decision. Uh, but I, I like Rosa in this fight uh, here to kick off the uh, prelims. Um,
1: I mean for me it's it's really a toss up you know honestly I I do want to go with Rosa, but for me, I do I, I think this is gonna be a, a a situation where it's gonna go the distance, and if it goes the distance, I, I think Lena Landsberg kind of has the, the the advantage, right? Because in terms of on the ground, Lena is a she's a she's defensive, right? So if 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 listen if Rosa can work the takedowns, which again is in her wheelhouse, so she could potentially do it. Maybe she could protect you know potentially do something because a lot of the groundwork you see Landsberg do is just defensive, you know, like she's the type of she's the type of fighter where if we go to the ground, kind of like the best way I can describe it, Tony Ferguson, right? Like she has great groundwork, right? She could work on the map, but she doesn't use it, right? She only really uses it when she has no choice, when she's put in a corner, right? You see, Tony Ferguson back then, he would stand and bang with you. And then you would take him down and then that's when he would use his jiu-jitsu right she lena's kind of the same way but more defensive and i think this fight goes the distance and i think if it does go the distance i think lena's def, uh, de, uh, her defensive work on the mat will be enough to kind of stifle anything rosa can do you know um so since i think it's gonna go the distance i'm going with lena um like i said it's a toss-up for me because I I I I think it's more likely to go the distance, but I can also see round one Carol making attack. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, it's a toss up, but for me, I'm 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 a I'm gonna go Lena. And I think this kind of matters a lot too because in that division, you know, you we got you know Amanda Goat Nunez, you know, back being a double champ. They're gonna have to find someone else to start throwing Amanda, right? I mean. Pena wants to run it back I think that's a horrible idea but teach their own right Holly Holm is kind of starting towards the uh the telling of her career um Aldana I mean maybe Raquel Pennington Amanda already dominated her so it's like I I I think you can make an argument that whoever wins this fight could possibly be up next because Amanda kind of just has demolished the division to where you know, they kind of desperately need someone new. So yeah. don't be surprised if the winner of this one ends up being like you know, later down the road, go, Oh yes, yeah, since so you won this fight, you're uh you're the number one contender to see you know, the women's Bantamweight title.
0: And the problem is I think uh Amanda'll destroy either one of them. I
1: think she'll destroy both of them at the same time.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have anybody in the division right now. Nah, and
1: that's gonna be a <laughs> problem. Nah. I don't think so. I think the only one who will give Amanda some problem is Juliana Pena, but that's just because Juliana, even though she got beat up, she got that one win, the first one, right? That kind of hypes her up, and she still doesn't have this. She doesn't fear Amanda, so I think of anyone, Juliana Pena could give the best fight. But even though I, even though you know, I, I'm not not taking anything from Juliana Pena winning that first fight. But let's be honest, that's like she's not gonna be able to do it. Let's 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 be 100 percent honest here. She's not good enough to have repeat success. You know what I mean? You can get that one off win, but the second fight that's oh. the reality of it. When Juliana Pena can no longer stay, like she couldn't stand and bang with Amanda. Oh. and then and then after that, Amanda was like, All right, I'm gonna piece you up like crazy. Amanda fought smart. So when she fought smart, Pena had nothing to capitalize on.
0: Yeah.
1: So no, she I'm had right. nothing to capitalize on.
0: I think the first time they fought, I think I honestly think Amanda kind of overlooked Pena a little bit. Oh, without well, a shadow of a doubt.
1: And in the second I, I fight, did. she
0: didn't, and you and we all saw what happened. Yep.
1: Yep, yeah, she took her serious in the second fight, and look what happened.
0: John put it, put some of his picks on for the main card. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to our picks on the main card here in just a few, John. But mm-hmm. if you have a couple I agree with, and you have a few, a couple of that <laughs> I don't. Mm-hmm. But uh, next next card on the um, prelims. Next card. Next fight on the prelims. Malcolm Gordon against uh, Muhammad Makayev. Mm-hmm. Makayev's a minus fifteen hundred favorite. Mm-hmm. Gordon's a plus 70 or plus 790 underdog, uh, according to FanDuel. Uh,
1: What what do you think about this one? For me, I... Honestly, I, I, I think Muhammad wins, and I just think he just wrestles his way to a victory. I'm looking at a guy in Malcolm Gordon who, when it comes to standing and banging, He can stand and bang with anybody. The problem with Muhammad, he doesn't really stand and bang like that. He's the type of dude that wants to bring you to the ground and suffocate you. Malcolm Gordon has, not only does, does he struggle with takedowns, both taking others down and defending the takedown, but when he's on the ground and he gets taken down, he almost gives up. He it almost looks like he just shrugs his shoulders and and goes you know what let me just survive the round yep in a five rounder you could perhaps throw one round away in a three- round fight you can't do that you 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 cannot throw a round away because once it starts getting to that to that point of okay you know now you gotta win two in a row you know how to fight two perfect rounds back to back and that's hard. It's very hard, especially with a great, with uh, a excuse me, a great wrestler in Muhammad, who I believe whenever he feels like it will take Malcolm down. Whenever he feels like it. At any point, if somehow Malcolm touches him and hurts him, even though, even when he's wobbly, Muhammad can take him down. Yep. So uh, I I I think this is gonna go to a situation where. If Malcolm had better takedown defense, I think this is a different conversation. I think this is a way different conversation. But until I see that, I'm going with Muhammad. Yeah,
0: I agree with you. Uh, even if uh, Gordon hurts Makayev or Muhammad, if he hurts him, I think he can still Muhammad can still panic wrestle and, and get him down yep. and uh, have time to recover. Yep. Uh, I just don't see no way Gordon's gonna be able to keep the fight on their feet. Now on the feet, I think he would have a he could have a legitimate chance maybe if, the, if he could keep the fight on the feet. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think he can. Uh, Muhammad has good cardio, and I think he's going to be able to get him down and maybe get some ground and pound in or, or maybe or work for a submission either way. Uh, I right. think he'll be able to hold Gordon down once he gets him down because you're right, Gor- Gordon kind of panics when he gets taken down. Like you said, almost looks like he's going to give up.
1: So I like Muhammad mm-hmm. in this fight as well. Yeah. and um, By the way, before I forget, uh... Lena versus Carol, uh, Lena uh, Lena Landsberg versus Carol Rosa. Um, if you want to bet on Carol Rosa, go to Five Dimes. She's a minus uh, three fifteen favorite. Um, those will be your best odds for her. And for Lena Landsberg, if you go to Cloud Bet, she's a plus two eighty nine underdog. So, and then for Muhammad versus Malcolm Gordon, um, the best bet, and this lets you know how lopsided it is. The best bet, if you want to go for Muhammad, would be sport, uh, sport bet. He's a minus 1,055. That just lets you know. Don't touch that one. Yeah. If you're feeling Malcolm Gordon can do the upset, if you really feel that way, uh, go over to cloud bet. He's a plus 890 uh, underdog.
0: Damn, that's a whole do- basically a whole dollar above Handle. Vindel.
1: Yeah. Vendel's uh-huh. plus 790. Mm-hmm. So... You got 890 over on Cloud Bet. So if you're that brave and you're and you're feeling uh because John Suggs says he's feeling Gordon here, you know, he, he's liking Gordon. If you're liking Gordon, take your behind over to Cloud Bet because you will get the best bang for your buck over there.
0: Yeah, get your best odds. And if you're going to bet, you always want to compare sports books because you can get some sports books mm-hmm. you get a lot better odds than others. Yep. Uh, next, next fight we have is uh AJ Dobson against uh Armin Petrazoian. Uh, Petrazoian's mm-hmm. uh, a minus 220 favorite. Dobson's at plus 176 uh, underdog. Uh, that's on FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this will be a decent fight, but uh, I like Petrazoian in this fight. I think, I think his uh. I think he's going to be able to keep the fight on the on the feet, and I think that, that could give uh, Dobson some a little bit of trouble. Dobson is a terrible striker. Uh, right. He has better wrestling. Dobson's cardio kind of worries me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, both these guys are coming off loss. Uh, Dobson lost to Malcoon by unanimous decision, and Petrazoin uh, lost to Barallo uh, uh, his last fight. Uh, but I think... If Petrazoin can stay on the feet and use his kickboxing, I think he's going to have a a good chance of winning this fight. So I like Petrazoin
1: to pull out the win here. I agree. Um, AJ Dobson, he uses his wrestling. You know, he he wants to try to set stuff up, but a lot of the times he he uses wrestling is when he's in an uncomfortable situation. For example, he gets touched up and then he wants to wrestle so that way he can have some rest. If he's exhausted, like you said, his cardio is a question. So a lot of times he kind of does what I call Marvin Vittori, he'll pick you up, slam you down, and then stop, and then yep. just think, "Oh, as soon as I do that, I won the round." And that's that's what AJ Dobson does a lot. I don't. My my question is this: Armin is going to get taken down. I I I think he's going to get taken down at least twice. I think he's going to hurt. Um, he's going to hurt Dobson, and Dobson is going to take him down. The question is, does Armin let Dobson stay on him or does he work to get out of it? That's the only question I have. I'm going to go on a hunch and say that he does a combination of both. I think hopefully from Armin we see elbows from the back. We see still punching something where he tries to do some type of training. Basically put some type of pressure on A.J. Dobson where after he does the takedown, he goes – yeah, I'm good. I'm not trying to stay here. I'm not trying to, you know, being full and, and you know, in full mount with this dude because even though I'm on top and on paper I have the advantage, I'm out here taking elbows and, and I'm, I'm getting beat yeah. up like crazy. So, for me, I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go Armin. I, I, I just AJ Dobson's wrestling. There's really nothing to hold on to. What I mean by that is he'll pick, like I said, he does the Marvin Vitoria picks you up, slams you, and stops. Yeah, he does. Charging. There's, yeah, there's, there's, there's control time. Exactly. There, there's, there's no damage. There's no, there's no moving to a submission. There's no, there's, there's, there's not even smothering. It's just boom, and then I just chill here until I hear the bell. And I don't think that's gonna work against a guy like Armin. Like I said. I think Dobson going to get hurt a lot, you know. So, I, honestly, I'm I'm gonna go on line. I say Armin gets the knockout in the second round. Oh,
0: okay. Now, I could see that happening too because once Dobson gets tired, I think Armin is just going to be able. To he's going to let loose.
1: Apart. Yep, yep, he's going to let loose.
0: Uh, did Did you ha- uh, have any better? Was odds? But what well, sports book had the best odds for that fight? So. Excuse me.
1: So if you like Armin, go to Bet Online. He is a minus 200 favorite. If you like um, AJ Dobson, go over to Cloud Bet plus 185. So closer odds than we've seen, you know, yeah. in a while. Because every time we go to the prelims, it's always like, you know, someone's a minus 700 and the other person is like plus a thousand or whatever, or whatever yeah so but this this one is closer even though i'll be 100 honest i don't understand how because for me in terms of discrepancy in in skill and and potential outcome I, this to me is like the reverse of uh gordon versus uh uh makaya where Gordon is gonna get out wrestled like crazy, I think Dobson is gonna get out punched like crazy. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I just think it's like the Brazil version of it. So it's it's weird how that one, like you know, the Muhammad fight has like the the odd gap is larger, but for Armin versus Dobson, it's really not. It's it's closer than I honestly thought it would be. So it's yeah, it's more. closer than I
0: thought it'd be as well. In the, in the next fight's real close as well with uh uh against uh man some of these names uh Omar G- uh Gadshev.
1: that's gonna be this oh, gonna be, yeah um Omar gaziev versus yeah. uh, Medov. yep um they're what? minus
0: 176 favorite for uh and uh mm-hmm. plus 142 underdog um, these are two guys who love
1: takedowns Yep. And I I think honestly, this is gonna come down to strikes. I think both of these guys, in terms of their wrestling, I think they're very even. I think I think it kind of puts them in a situation where they're like, okay, you know, like I can take you down, but I only have you for a second before you shoot back up. So now it's gonna be okay, well, I'm not gonna waste my time trying to do takedown. I have to do something else. I gotta, I gotta do, you know, switch up the gameplay. Nurmagomedov to me has better striking. Yep. So when when your wrestling is a wash, I now look elsewhere. I look elsewhere and see. Okay, cool. What do you do, right? Because in terms of submissions, they're kind of close, right? In terms of you know, so it really goes on. Who do you think is a better striker? I think in terms of technique, it's Nurmagomedov. If we're talking power. I I don't know how you go against Omar Gadziev. I don't I don't in terms of power, right? So it's really like who do you trust more? Do you trust Omar Gadziev to get that one shot? Or do you trust Namergamado to tag him up enough to let that compound damage do something? For me, I'm gonna go Namurgamado because I I believe it's gonna get to a point where Omar Gadziev gets upset and he starts swinging recklessly, and I think that's going to end up costing him. So very, very closely, I go to the market made up. Frankie, before I tell the odds, Frankie, I promised Chris I was going to be on it. If you want, hit me up after, and we will play after this. I promise. I promise we will. Said he said he's about to fight fight you tomorrow. <laughs> I can't. Bro, I'm about to get beat up. bro. Everyone everyone wants to beat me up, man. I don't feel safe. Uh, but if you like um, Omar Gadziev um if you head over to uh, SAI um uh if you head over to <coughs> excuse me uh, SAI sports interaction um if you head over there they have him plus 150 at sports interaction if you like Madoff, bet online has uh Madoff at a minus 160 so those yeah, are the two you can get the best
0: odds for them. Yeah, I like uh Nurmega Medov as well. Uh, not only is he the better striker, like you said, I think I think he has better takedowns than uh than Omar Omar Grachev does. But like you said, I think uh, Omar Grashev has does have the power advantage. Plus, uh, this is be the first time that uh Omar Goshev has fought at this weight class since 2014. Mm-hmm, which matters. That's that's a phenomenal point you put it out too, because that matters. So who knows how much this weight cut's going to take out of him? Uh, I, I like Nurmagomedov. I like his, t- uh, like I said, I like his takedowns, and I, and he's. The, I think he's the more technical, better striker out of the two. Uh, so I I'll agree with you. I like him as, in this fight. Uh, these pre, uh, these prelims. There's going to be some good fights on these prelims. I'm actually going to have to get up early and uh, watch them tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: definitely.
0: And then uh, next fight, Nikita Krylov against. Uh, uh, Oz, Volkan Ozdemir, hmm. uh, Krylov's a minus 176 favorite. Uh, Ozdemir's a plus 142 underdog. Uh, so, word.
1: over here, Krylov, okay. if you like uh, Krylov sports bat has him at a minus 167. If you like uh, Ozdemir to win, go over to Cloudbet. he's a plus 159 uh, underdog. And then also um, for uh, Krylov, if you like him, you can either go to Sportsbet, a uh, Sportbet, or Five Dimes. Both have him at a minus one sixty seven favorite. Hmm. For for me, this is a very intriguing fight because I I genuinely believe whoever wins, like whoever wins this, takes an extra step. I, I believe the winner of this. Now fight someone in the top five to see what happens. You know, because obviously, yep. you know, uh Yuri Prohashka is probably gonna have to fight. He's gonna fight Glover Teixeira. Maybe he fights Jan Blahovich next, maybe Leo or whatever. I know there's some stuff, but Anthony Smith has had his opportunity and he started to get older, so you gotta replace him. Um I don't know about Alexander. I I don't know if he's if if people really believe in him anymore, but This one is really going to be one where they have to move, uh, you know, they're going to potentially move up. Um, For me, I like Vulcan here. I like uh, Ozdemir here. Um, I'm looking at a guy who can stop takedowns, can get some takedowns when needed. Granted, he's not a takedown machine, but when needed, he can get them. And he'll put you out with left, right, Elbow, knee, foot. Like, he doesn't care. Um, I, I I, just think Nikita is going to, after he gets, I, I, this is just me, for Nikita, when he gets stung, not hurt, just stung, he gets, he doesn't, he kind of overcompensates. So he'll get stung a little bit, and then he'll kind of, like, act as if, oh, no, I'm good, and then instead of kind of being a little cautious and, you know, trying to regain his composure he'll shrug his shoulders and go you know he'll just swing recklessly and and be like yep i got it there's no big deal for me and it's like you can't have that you know you 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 can't have that thought right and for me the way i look at it like again when he lost because he lost to paul craig by submission and what happened He got hurt, tried to overcompensate, put himself in a negative, in a bad situation, where he was forced to tap. Yeah, well, he was winning that fight, too. He he was winning that fight, right? Uncle Leo put him in an uncomfortable situation where he constantly was trying to act as if he was fine, putting himself in even deeper waters, which ended up selling him, right? Glover Cheshira, when he fought Glover, what happened? Glover Cheshira hurt him a couple times. He tried to act like he was fine which then opened the door for Glover to share to do what he wanted which then got him the loss so i it's just a repeating a, a repeating theme of Krylov. every single time it's the loss it's a situation where he gets hurt a little bit and then he puts on this 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 mask like oh i'm good nothing hurts me and it's like dude you know it's going to eventually you know it's going to catch on to you you know what i mean this is a guy that doesn't like the distance. This <laughs> is, and he's been—he was went to the distance a few times. Do you know how many of those, you know, in the of the distance he won? Only one. Only one time that he went the distance and got a win. Every other time he went the distance, he lost. And it's really a situation where eventually you know that whole gotta put on that brave face or whatever that doesn't always work you know right. and if you put on a brave face that's just step one step two is have you put on that brave face don't put yourself in a situation ted have to rely on that brave face so uh I, I'm, I'm i'm gonna go um it's just, i'm going to the mirror I, I i just think it's I think the the planet aligned perfectly for Ozdemir because if he wins again, even though even though he's you know he's that number eight guy and Krylov is the number ten guy, he beats a rank guy, and he's going up. He might he might, I don't know about five, but I I think he's in conversation for a second. Me personally, I'm putting him. I'm gonna have him leapfrog Jamal Hill easily, in my opinion. That's just me though.
0: No, I agree. Um, no, I agree here. I like Ozdemir as well. Uh, I mean, they, bo- they have both fought par- Paul Craig. Uh, Karlov was beating Paul Craig, like you were- you had said, and then got submitted in the third round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ozdemir beat Paul Craig by unanimous decision in his last fight. Uh, Karlov did beat Gust- Gustafsson in his last fight in a TKO win, but Gust- Gustafsson hasn't been the same fighter to me for his last couple of
1: fights. got that, that last John Jones fight? Yeah. he he had He put
0: everything he had into those two fights. Yep. Oh, I agree. He hasn't been, he hasn't been the same. Uh, Karlov to me, his only way of winning this fight is, is by, uh, wrestling. He's going to have to get takedowns. And I think ozamir mm-hmm. has good enough takedown defense where he, he's going to be able to keep this on their feet, especially if he, ta- uh, especially if he tags him, and mm-hmm. Ozamir has, has uh, great power. So I, I'm with you. I, I think ozamir's is going to get a big win here. And, uh, should put itself in line to maybe
1: get a, like a top five guy. One hundred percent, because man, that that lightweight division right now it's pretty open. And you got Yuri Prokhorov, but you got Glover Teixeira, old, John old old, um, Magomedov. He's not old, so you know that's a guy you can kind of leave there. And then number five, you got. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, for Alexander Rarik, which I don't. I oh, I'm not i am not going to call him old. I won't call him old, you know. But thing is, with him, I don't. I I, I don't see what's really gonna happen with him, because I don't. I, it, it to me, it just seems like they don't. Dana doesn't feel like he's worthy of 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 a you know. Of an opportunity, and well, I can't even say he's not worthy because he had the opportunity. If I'm mistaken, um, when he fought Jan Blahovich, the winner was gonna be put in the title picture. If I if I'm mistaken, when, uh, yeah, I, when, think, when, I think you're right, right, when Jan knocked them out, you know. I mean, granted, they weren't gonna be there right then and there because you know you got yeah. Yuri Pahashka Globichera kind of finishing their stuff up, but the winner of this would have been you know. In that hunt, and, and you know, you know, he came off those two wins against Anthony Smith and Tiago Santos, you know, which everyone thought, Oh my god, he's gonna be great. Who's the Jan Got out, I don't know what's gonna end up happening with him, but let's let's leave him there. Of the t- and then obviously number five, you got Anthony Smith. So of the top five guys outside of the champion, three of them are on their way out. Mm-hmm. You know, three of them are on their way out. So that leaves three spots open for anyone in the top ten. And same thing with Nikita. If Nikita Krylov wins, he's up there now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he does. I mean, and he
0: has some wins over some decent guys. Krylov does. He's beat Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Like I say, he beat Gustafson. He, but he like I say, he lost to Paul Craig. And and it was like what you're saying. He, he gets himself in bad positions. uh if he gets hurt a little bit, and that's what happened with Craig, and Craig was able to submit him.
1: Yep. Yep. So it's it's gonna be very interesting to see how the lightweight picture kind of shakes up after this fight. And I, and I think that, I
0: mean, don't get me wrong, Krylov could could win this fight. I just think Ozdemir's power—that's what scares me
1: about Krylov. Is right. He's—we've seen him get tagged and get hurt. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm with. Listen, I'm not saying it's lopsided. You know, I I, yeah. I think the odds. I if for me the odds are fair, right? Uh I don't I don't know if I threw him out there yet, but just in case um oh yeah, I said Krylov was a minus um well, he's a Krylov is a favorite. That I disagree yeah. with. But again, Ozdemir, I remember right Ozdemir opened as the favorite. Yeah, he did. He did. He opened as a favorite and then you know, lately it's kind of been plummeting down for Ozdemir and going up for Krylov, but again, 167 like for example, if you go to sports bet, um, it's minus one fifty seven to plus one fifty seven, okay, and yes, then so. if you go if you go over to bet online, it's minus one seventy seven to plus one fifty two. So I, I there it's close enough to make sense. Right? I got
0: minus one seventy six and plus one forty two. So I mean, yeah, right.
1: So you know, it it, it makes sense. It, it it's not going to be you know, not crazy, but. I, I just with a lot of the odds, I just disagree with this specific fight because a lot of the a lot of the odds are going Ozdemir. I don't know if he had a bad weight. I don't, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden they're they're acting like this dude is going to get demolished. I, I think it's
0: because you get some of these people that don't watch a whole lot of MMA and they, they see the they see Krylov is beat like Walker or that he has a win over Gustafson, so they just automatically want to think that yeah, oh yeah. that's the guy I want to take. That's a possibility, and you're getting yeah, a lot of the really public on on Krylov. Uh, I, I mean, that's the only thing I could think of because I don't under, understand how Ozmer went from the favorite to the underdog myself. But yeah. I'll definitely hey. take him at the at the underdog odds because that's even better value. 100. I'll
1: snatch him. Please, please call him that. Shoot.
0: And then uh yeah next one is uh Baralo uh, Baralo against Muradov. Bar- Baralo is a uh, minus 220, Muradov is a plus 176 underdog. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one?
1: So for me, um I'm I'm going to go um I'm I'm going to go with uh, Baralo. This is a guy who's got solid takedown defense, can't take you down. Um and on top of that is a guy who can make you tap. And he can make you tap. He reminds me a lot of Charles Olivero. And we're, we're going to get into him a little later. But a guy where no matter where he is, as long as he's got a hold of you, he can make you tap. Child Baralo uh, Child, uh, gives me that same vibe. You know, he can make you tap from a lot of weird, unorthodox angles. Which is what makes a guy like him very hard to fight. You know? He can... He'll make you tap in these wild type of things. And that's kind of what makes people kind of glad. Like, you know, they're a little at bay fighting this guy. Because when you have a guy that can make you tap, but he's not even touching the ground, that's scary. Yeah. That is over-the-top scary. So for me I'm going I'm I'm gonna go uh chow um I I think it's gonna be a very heck of I think it's gonna be a great fight um I'm gonna take Chow's grappling and his solid striking over uh muradov even though in my opinion muradov has the power advantage I will give him credit there you know I yeah. do think you know he's got the power advantage and he throws them he throws some. The problem is he doesn't really connect. Like his significant strikes, he's at 42%. Mm-hmm. And you're not fighting a guy who for his uh, significant strikes absorbed per minute is under two. Yeah. This is a guy who understands not only can he dodge, but he can take you down and put you in a situation where it's virtually impossible for you to hit him with any significant attacks. So for all those reasons, I'm, I'm going to go Chow. Uh, before I swing it over to you for this one, if you like Chow Brawlo. Uh, if you go to Bet Online, he's a minus one ninety four favorite. If you like uh, Muradov, head over to CloudBet. He's a plus one eighty eight underdog. So,
0: go on, Chris. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I like Baralo in this one as well because of the same reason you said is wrestling and grappling. Uh, he has good takedowns, and uh, Muradov like used to has great power, and, and that's why he mainly is. He's he likes bo- he's mainly boxing. And yep. I don't I just don't think his takedown defense is going to hold up against Barallo. And he's going to have trouble knocking Barallo out if he's laying on his back. And I think I think he's going to spend a lot of time on his back or, or on bottom in this fight. Uh so, so I like Barallo for the same yes. reasons as, as you do. And Barallo has good kicks as well on, on his feet. Yes. Uh, so I think like Barallo's a terrible striker. He's not a bad striker, he's just a be- he's a better grappler than he is a striker. But uh, I just don't think Murdoch can keep this fight on the feet. And for him to have a chance, I think this fight needs to be on the feet uh, like 90% of the time. And I don't think he's going to be able to keep
1: it there. Yeah. And and that's the thing. Like, it's just for me, outside of power. Because in terms of power, yes, I, you know, Murdoch has the advantage. Yeah, 17 workouts. Yeah, right. But the problem is. He's not landing at, he's landing at a, only a 42% clip. Now compare that to a guy who not only is elusive, but can again bring you to the ground and control you. And here's the thing about Chow when, when he brings you to the ground, it's not just this, you know, like he's, not he's just working for, for right. He's looking for submissions. He can yeah. make you tap. He's looking for the submission. Now, whether or not he can get it, that's up to you know whoever he's fighting against, but the point remains he's looking for the submission. He's looking to wear you down. He does damage. He still hits you. He still makes contact. So if you make it to through, you know to the decision, he doesn't care. This this you're listen. You're not twelve and one. Unless you're doing something, something right. Yeah. And this guy is doing something right, and has yet to duck anyone. Anyone they've been put in front of, them. he has not been like some people who are to, are undefeated, but have been ducking right people for the oh, longest. Yeah. When it's time, I haven't fought nobody. Right, like he's just like show up, give me who you want, I don't care. Right now, if if you tell him tomorrow, you're, you're fighting like Derek Brunson, he'll take it because he well, doesn't he, he doesn't have that fear. He's got that dog in him. He's not scared.
0: Well, he has a win over. Petrzolian that we talked about earlier, right? And uh, Mearshot was submitted, hit, lost by submission to, uh, or Muradov lost by submission to Mearshot his last fight. So uh, we've seen Muradov be submitted before as well,
1: right? You know, so yeah, I'm, I, I got, I got a Bravo. And then in the the
0: featured fight of the prelims, you have a uh, Bilal Muhammad against uh Sean Brady. Muhammad's a plus 120 underdog. Brady's a minus 148 favorite. Uh Muhammad Muhammad opened as a favorite in the uh for this fight. Now he's the underdog. Uh but I like Muhammad in this in this fight. I know uh, Brady's 15 and 0. Uh he has great, he has good grappling, real good takedowns. But I think I think Muhammad Muhammad's not a bad r- wrestler in, in his own right. And Muhammad has a 91% takedown defense. And he, with his and then with Muhammad's boxing on his feet, uh, I think he's going to get Brady a lot of trouble. I, th- I don't I don't see Brady getting this f- fight to the ground like at will. It's going to be hard to get takedowns, and I think Muhammad's good enough on the feet to to pull out the victory. Not to, uh, Brady's fifteen to zero, but who is what level of competition? Are of all fifteen of them fights been at? Where I've seen Muhammad in some big in some uh, with some tougher competition. He has good cardio. Uh, he beat Vince Luke, uh, Vincent Luque last fight out mm-hmm. by the name of this decision. So uh, I like Muhammad in this fight. Uh, just be- a big reason because take down defense. I think going. Brady's going to have a hard time getting him down to doing his ground to pound where that's one of his strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, what do you think about this fight?
1: So real quick, before we head into it, Sean Brady, if you like him, thank the Lord. He um, Cloud bet he's a minus 133 favorite. Uh, If you like Baleel Muhammad, sport uh, sport bet and five dimes have him at a plus 125. Um, Baleel Muhammad is going to get destroyed, smashed, assassinated, murdered, (laughs) clobbered. Let's get this jobber out of of the top five. Well, he's a job. Let's get him out of here. Sean Brady, you you asked who Sean Brady has has beaten, right? He's beaten, you know, we're going to go back to 2019. He's beaten McGee, who is not bad. He's a okay, you know, he's a solid fighter. Not great. Yeah, he, yeah, he's solid, right? Let's fast forward a little bit. And on the um he fought on the card with um he fought Jake Matthews when um what's this guy's name? Israel Asanya. I, I think it was on that Izzy card when he tried to fight Jan Blahovich. If, if fact check okay. if I'm wrong, I think it was on that same card. I think it was on that same card that when he tried to end up doing um being double champ. I don't know who told him it was a good idea to do that and not gain weight. What a legend. Yeah. And then he beat Michael Chiesa. They did beat Chiesa in his last fight out. Which, again, not the same case as back then. I'm not going to argue that. But still, still, still a very, very good fighter. That Sean, uh, yeah, Sean Brady, uh, almost, uh, I got to call him something else. You can't call him Sean. Tom Brady Jr. I'm going to call him that. But, you know, it was a situation where Sean Brady showed, I can take you down. But there were portions of the fight where he stood on his feet and banged out with Michael Kiesa. And that is a theme with Sean Brady. People look at the grounded pound. You said that's one of his, um, that's one of his strikes, which is true. It is. But Sean Brady doesn't have to just take you to the ground. He will stand and bang with you. Yeah, no, yeah, he has decent strike. He has pretty good striking as well. He's got, not right. only does he have good striking, but he also has a tough chin, a chin that's going to be, that not a lot of guys have been able to crack. Not a lot of guys have, have been able to crack. So my thing is with Belial Muhammad, he does not have enough in him to put down Sean Brady. And. He doesn't have that cardio in him either. Let's be honest, there's this false narrative going around Belial Muhammad that he's a stamina machine. No, he's not. See, what Belial Muhammad is, I will give him credit here. He's smart. He understands, I can't can't go 15 minutes. But you know what I can do? I can go two and take you down for a minute. I can go three and then take you down for 90 seconds. He, yeah. he, goes, he goes at you in spurts, right? But the problem, the problem with that, that spurt style does not work when you're fighting a guy who constantly puts pressure on you, who doesn't give you the opportunity to, to take that breath. Baloo Muhammad's wrestling is solid. Oh, excuse me. It's solid. But he's not a guy who can take you down at will. He's a guy that he's a situational wrestler. So when he can't, he'll kind of swing at someone. They're off balance, and as soon as he sees that, okay, that's when he goes to the takedown. That like he's a, he's just an opportunistic wrestler. Not that that's a bad thing, but against a guy like Sean Brady, who his base is very solid doesn't really fight. He doesn't find himself in those off-balance situations. And because he trusts his chin, instead of throwing himself off-balance, he'll either try to protect it or he'll just straight-up eat it because he's got that chin. And with all of that, I think it's going to be a situation where Benil Muhammad is going to start getting frustrated and start swinging for the fences. Because, again, a lot of people like you have this same mindset, and it really comes down to the fact that people – People have been waiting for for uh, Balil Muhammad to come out for a while now. This is this like people have been waiting for him to have his party, and he has yet to have it. He has yet, you're now seeing Jeff Neal have a have a coming out party. You're now seeing Sean Brady. If Sean Brady wins this, it'll be a coming out party. I don't know if Baleo Muhammad will have that same thing. People have been waiting for it. So I think that's why you and a lot of other people are looking at Belil and saying, you better win this. Because after that, if he doesn't win this. Oh, yeah. He's just- in my opinion. You, you either got to move divisions, like you got to move weight classes or you just go, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to fight for a check. Choice is really yours, but. For me, Balil, Mahal, Balil Muhammad is a solid fighter, but I don't—I just don't see it translating his his, his spurt like him who just want to do spurts. That's not gonna work against a guy who just loves constant pressure, constant pressure with a with, with with a granite chin. Right now, see, I'm saying granite chin to watch. Balil Muhammad is gonna knock him out. I'm still going, Sean Brady. All right, that's all the prelims.
0: Uh we'll get ready to go over to the main card. They they took a fight off uh, the prelims. Which one? Uh I made it. I made it in uh uh Tukulov, uh Tukulov or whatever. It must have been one of them that got took off. I knew there was a couple that got took off, that must have been one of them because I'd had it down, but it, it's not on FanDuel no more.
1: you you all i i think i know what it is it was um yeah uh lucas almeida versus Zahara. i if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken it was taken off because of time okay i believe
0: yeah cuz it's not on here no more it, it was
1: yesterday so it must they probably you're probably right that's what i heard now, I don't know whether or not that's legit or whether they say that it was a time thing and one of them suffered an injury. Hoping that's not the case. You know, I'm I'm hoping it was for a time of strength type of thing. And they can just put them on the next fight night, you know. So, I, I think that's what we'll find out. If they don't put them at the next fight night, then someone got hurt.
0: Well, I mean, there is quite a few fights, so I could see maybe moving it to another card. Right.
1: So, that's kind of why I'm saying I'm just going to wait cause a lot of times you see this they get taken off a card and then on the next fight night they get thrown in and then that's when you that's when you can kind of make a determination on oh, okay there was you know there was just too not not enough time and they had to take someone off so until i see that that won't that'll be able to confirm whether or not it was an injury hopefully th- it wasn't an injury because that kind of sucks because depending yeah. on the severity they could be out for a while so But yeah.
0: There's 13 fights on this card, so it could have been that they moved him to the next one. Yeah.
1: I was about to say, and and I feel like had it been in America, they wouldn't have cared. Because then they could have had the early prelims, you know what I mean? But because it's in Abu Dhabi, you can't really have the early prelims. Because then for us, that's like, what? Eight o'clock in the morning. (laughs) And who's going to be up for that? Let's be honest, right? Yeah, We barely get up for 9 a.m. football, Sunday, uh, Sunday football in England. We barely did that. Barely. Are I done? I'm not done yet. <laughs> uh, okay, main card. Dang, we have uh,
0: first fighter main card is uh, Caitlin Chuka, um, uh, Chuka Kagan against uh, mm-hmm. Manon and Faroe. Faroe's a minus 245 favorite. Chuka mm-hmm. Kagan's a uh, plus 194 mm-hmm. underdog. Uh, I, I like Faroe in this fight. <laughs> not nine and one uh Great striker on her feet. Uh, I think I think she's going to be able to t- uh piece up Chuka Kagan on her feet. She's not terrible. Really? At wrestling. Wow. Okay. She's not terrible at wrestling, but yeah, I I, I like Ferodo in this fight. I just I don't know. I'm, Chuka Cake to me, she's she's one of them that's getting. All, she's had her opportunities, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to see somebody else maybe move up here. But I do. I like Ferodo in this fight. I think. On her feet, she's gonna be able to do some damage, and I don't, I don't think Chew is gonna be able to take her down and hold her down.
1: You're a hater. You're a hater. <laughs> Listen, Chew Kagan is gonna beat the bricks off this girl. Okay, she's gonna beat the. We're gonna send this woman back to the prelims beaten, battered, and blood,
0: Let me tell you, mom, Okay,
1: her nickname is gonna be Triple B. That's what we're gonna leave. Her, you know what I mean? You know how Triple G, Triple H. Guess what, Caitlyn? We're calling her Triple B because she leaves all her victims beaten. Bloodied and and whatever you want to call it, bro. You feel me? Now she's not being a Palatina. Let's just let's just stop this motion, yeah. right? At this point, I just think the winner of this yeah, is just yeah, it's yeah. just like a, a yeah, slab yeah. of steak for the yeah. line for Palatina Jacob. Yeah. So let, let me just yeah. throw that out there real quick. Yeah. I do think though, I I will say this. I honestly do believe this gives me vibes of the Middle division. It's Izzy at the top, right? Uh, and then in that division, you have the clear cut number two. You got the second best person. You know they're the second. best And they're just head and shoulders above everyone else. But they're in this weird purgatory. Where they're better than everyone else, but they're ju- they're, they're just not on the champs level. And that's where Caitlin is. She, she she she's on that Robert Whitaker. uh type of uh um level right now where she can dust everyone else she can dust alexa grasso she can dust jennifer maya she can destroy Andrea. she could wash molly mccann she could do she could be everyone ranked except for valentina Shevchenko. and ironically that's the only person she needs to be so that way she could be a chair you know uh, I, I I think I think Chikugi uh, Chikugi wins. I, I I think she handles it effortlessly, but again, it puts her in an awkward situation. Yeah. Do you want to? Who do you fight next? Because if I'm her, I take a weight cut and I, I I I try I try my luck at straw weight and 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 try my luck with Zhang Wei Li and Carla sparza and Rose Namajunas and Jessica andras I'd rather do that. Yes. Because as of right now, the women's flyweight, bantamweight, and featherweight are all online.
0: In the same way with Thoreau, uh, if she wins this fight, she's gonna get killed. She'll get killed if they put her against uh, Valentina. So
1: right, we're- and the, but the difference is here's the difference between uh, we haven't seen it yet. Caitlyn, exactly. That's really the only difference, right? Like we've seen. You know Chikuki get dominated by um oh no no she didn't did she fight no she didn't I think she fought her sister oh no 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 she fought Valentina then she fought her sister that's what it was yes yes I remember that I remember but yeah no like you know and granted yeah I mean people people give me the whole oh it was you know a few years ago
0: well
1: yeah but yeah Caitlin kind of still on the same level yeah. just gotten better. So it's this awkward thing where it's like, yeah, I get it, it was 2 years ago, but there's well, no no shot, you know what
0: I mean? Chukage, uh Geggen, uh her last fight was a split decision win over Amanda Rebus. If you're yep. getting a split decision win over Rebus, you're not going to – you're not going you'll have
1: nothing no. for Valentina. No. No no shot. I don't. No, no, no. And I, I and, and that's why I think even though Chookie is better than of the two fighters I believe, you know, uh, Fiora, she has a better chance of beating Valentina only because we've never seen it. And because you haven't seen it, Valentina's there's a chance that Valentina comes in lackadaisical and has the whole Amanda Nunes situation happen. Yep. So you know, that's kind of the only reason why, but yeah, I mean, for me, guys, I, I, I think Caitlin's gonna just demolish her, yeah, wash her, yeah, that's, uh... her, beat her up. Uh, she's gonna um, smack her around, throw her outside, <laughs> lock her in, in a chain, and 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 just, just, just kick her, punch <laughs> her, knee her, elbow her. She's she's just gonna destroy her. Bro. That's again. A... I'm saying this, and watch Shakuya get knocked out in the first <laughs> round. Watch, by the way, for for this one, uh. Did I see the Sean Brady and Billy Muhammad odds? Uh, yes. Okay. So for this one, uh, if you like here Rock, um, Sport Bet and Five Dimes have her at a minus two hundred. Damn. If you like Caitlin Chikugian, head over to Cloud Bet plus one ninety two underdog. So.
0: Okay. This next fight is going to be a good one too, I think. Yes. very against Gam- Gamera. Darius is a plus one seventy two underdog. Uh, Gamrat's a plus or excuse me, minus two fifteen favorite according to FanDuel. Uh, well, what you think about this fight? I think this is going. To, I think this is going to be a fun one here.
1: This one is going to be. Listen, this one, everyone's going to call boring. That's what's going to be. Everyone's going to be like, oh my god, it's boring. It's not a good fight. Whatever, whatever. These are two guys that love to grapple, smother, and do ground work. That's what they do. So it's really a uh, a game of checks of chess between them, right? I think Gamera is gonna get the win. when the, when the wrestling doesn't work, what do they, what do you have to fall back on? It's, it's it's a magical thing called punching and kicking, right? Like, and when that happens, me personally, I I personally like Gamera. He's got a better chin, connects at a higher percentage. So I think it's gonna be very close. I will take Gamera. I think it goes to the decision. I don't think you see you see any knockout or anything like that. I think it goes to the decision. And here's where the awkwardness with Benil Darush goes. What do you do with him now? Yeah, that's kind of the question. Because if he does, because here's the thing: if Benil Darush wants to go get back in the top five, because we forget he used to be in the top five, you know, a long time ago. You know, back when there was a champion in the lightweight division, oh my God, that was so long ago. He was top five. Now he's not because Charles Oliveira had to slide down. But by the end of the night, he will be top five again. He will be top five again because either Charles or Islam—we'll get into that later—will be the champ, and we go from there. You know what I mean? But and if he, and if Darius like, wins, that's what I'm saying. Like, but here's the thing: I don't think a win is enough. He needs yes. to be impressive. Yes, he need. He, you need to look at it and go, yes, like this. This is the Darush we've been waiting for. Great wrestler, but he's kind of been lost in the crowd. Because think about this. I, I, I want. I want to. I, like th- this is how I know Hi. that the 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 Darush train has has kind of stopped. Right. All right. So, I'm going to read you just some. These are what? Okay. So these are the these are some of his fights, right? His last four KO'd close. He KO'd Holtzman. Decision over Fiera. And decision over Tony Ferguson. Right? Those again, all wins. All wins. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. The last five or uh, the last four of this fighter, And I want you to tell me if you think he's ranked above or below Darush. Darush is ranked sixth, by the way. He's sixth. Okay. A, lo- a win against Ferguson. A loss against Gaethje. A loss against Oliveira. And then a win against uh, da- uh, Hooker. Dan Hooker.
0: He's, he's uh, he
1: ranked below. should be ranked higher. This... Is the UFC career of Michael Chandler who is ranked above Vanilla? Daruch has been on a run. Yeah, Chandler has it. Chandler is like me during sex, inconsistent as fuck. And somehow, this dude is top five after tonight, will be fourth. That just lets you know that for some reason. No one cares about what Darush is doing. He needs to have that. He needs to have a, a big, uh, big breakout moment. Yes, and this is and again, this is the perfect time to do it because guess what? You're fighting a top, uh, a ranked opponent who everyone loves. People love Gamera. Yep. So it's like if you can beat him in a dominating fashion, you now can now put that division on notice. And now and now all of a sudden things are looking different for him because now you look at Dustin Poirier, you know, is, is a loser now, right? Justin Gaethje is a loser now. Michael Chandler is a loser now. So no, those three guys, there's you need someone fresh in that top five. Yep. Because right now, you of, of, of those guys, the other two guys in the top five are about to go fight each other tonight or tomorrow for the for the belt. So you're gonna have to throw someone in there. Benil Darush the few fans he has have been calling for him to get this opportunity. He needs to capitalize and just I don't care if it's a knockout, I don't care if you make a tap, I don't care if it's ground and pound. You need to finish this no later than the second round. You need to have that stable performance like how 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 um Volkanovski had or or yeah, Volkanovski had it against um Matt Holloway. Yeah. Right. It, like you need to have that. You need to have TJ Dillashaw getting knocked down and coming back to be Cody Garbrandt for the title. You need to have the Conor McGregor piecing up Eddie Alvarez. You need to have that. You need to have a state Leon Edwards down and down and on the verge of losing with a perfect kick to end up being. You need that that moment, that staple moment. And until he gets that, I I don't think. Legitimate, I, 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 me personally, I don't take him serious right now until he has that moment. I don't think anyone outside of his fan base will take him serious. So, this is an opportunity. I got Gamra, but Darush needs to step up or he's gonna get or he's gonna have to step aside real soon.
0: We're on the opposite, opposite again here. I'm taking, I'm, I have Darius in this fight. I think this, I think this is gonna be the time he had finally takes advantage of his opportunity. Uh, I, I think it's gonna be. Like you said uh, a lot of people going not think it's boring especially just uh casual fans of MMA because these two guys are so uh, are pretty high skilled grapplers so it's gonna it's gonna be a, ch- a chess match mm-hmm. but I, I think I think on their feet Darius has enough power that he, he might be able to catch Gamera on the feet as well so I'm, I'm gonna go with Darius here but he needs a big win not just a uh winning by like a split decision he needs a, a big win where nobody can say that oh well Cameron really won that
1: fight. You don't want to win a fight like that. You want you want to go make mm-hmm. a statement. Yep. And and, and 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 like you said, it's a split decision. In my opinion, let me know if you agree. I think a split decision is worse than a loss. in in, in the situation that Benil Darush is in right now, you know what I mean. Because at least with a loss, you can kind of make the argument that you know, let, you know, give him bounce back or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. A split decision, and and this is just me, and and people are going to think I'm crazy. It is what it is, but we're we're Benil is right now. and the situation he finds himself, a split decision is the worst thing. he is honestly the last thing. Yeah,
0: I agree, because you get a split decision.
1: Instead of moving up, you're going to be fighting somebody else
0: uh, that's maybe not even ranked as high as you because you didn't put on that performance to – to look good enough to be moved up. Because the thing
1: is, is for me, if he loses to Gamma, he drops still in the top 10. But He probably ends up fighting one of the lower guys, like a Jalen Turner, maybe even Tony Ferguson, because he doesn't, well, he, he's not quitting, right? So you'll get one of those fights, right? Yeah. A split decision? His next fight? I could see him, and, and it's weird. I know the logic doesn't make sense, but because of people been waiting for Benil Darush to have that moment. If he again fumbles this opportunity and gets a split decision where he coasts, I would rather see him go get knocked out because he wants to be aggressive and he wants to change his style rather than him getting a split decision doing the same thing he's been doing. Because guess what? When you try, when you go out there and put yourself on the line, guess what? You get rewarded. Don't believe me. Tony Ferguson is still right for crying out loud. Okay? Michael Chandler has been the epitome of mid and he is still top 5 and he could potentially get get another title shot okay Justin Gaethje that's another dude put himself on the line and he has been rewarded yep. so in this division you it's almost as if you need to throw yourself out there the wins and losses almost don't matter in the for me in the lightweight and I'm even going to say welterweight but the lightweight and you can even make the argument for the featherweight if you go out there and just put yourself on the line, you get rewarded. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, like if the deal was in middleweight, we have a different conversation. But since he's in, in the lightweight division and people don't understand that, you if you get that split decision, that's gonna knock him down to the point where guess what? He's gonna be fighting an unright guy next. Yep, so he's gonna have yeah. he he to. He
0: when the next fight I know it's a fight you've been waiting for Uh Yon against uh O'Malley Yon is a minus 290 favorite O'Malley's a plus 225 underdog Uh see that's a joke to me I'll, I'll let you go first on this one because I know we both feel pretty much the same about this
1: <laughs> so but if you like Sean O'Malley go to Sportbet or Five Dimes he is a uh, plus 235 underdog if you're delusional enough to like him uh, Piotr Jan is at um, Sports Interactive and Betway, both tied, minus 250 underdog. I understand what Uncle Dana doing. I understand. I get it. You know? He desperately is crossing his fingers, hoping Sean O'Malley is that guy. The problem is he's not. Here's problem number two fighting against a guy who is that guy problem number three sad guy it's kind of bad he doesn't have the belt you want to know another problem sad guy it's probably ticked off that the other guy is fighting ahead of him in a championship fight yeah you want to know what's even worse that same guy is probably even more pissed off because he wanted tj dillashaw like and, and then by the way you want to know what's even worse that same guy who's ranked number one, who's mad and angry, and in my in my opinion, he has killed someone. I don't, I don't you, you are not Jan and have that constant look on your face unless you have literally killed someone. Okay, but you know what look he has he reminds me of? Oh, I swear I'm not trying to get political. Vladimir Putin. Like you ever just see Vladimir Putin and his face just that is the face of a man who has witnessed a life leave a, a body before Okay? Piotr Jan has the same face. Okay? And right here, the absolute funny part about the entire thing, Piotr Jan hates Sean O'Malley yeah. with a fiery passion. You're telling me I have a former champion who's mad at the former champion, who's mad at the guy who took the championship from him, mad at the fact that the guy took the championship from him fought the, is fighting the guy that he wants to fight, He's mad at the guy that he's fighting right now because that guy is just some some weird drama kid who yeah. doesn't know what he's doing and is just like a, a little, you know, the, 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 the moron has nothing to do in terms of good, right? And yeah. I have to waste my time. Yeah. Think about this. When is yeah. the last time we've seen a number one guy <laughs> fight, like the number one ranked guy, fight someone out of the yeah. top 10?
0: That's what I was getting ready right to say.
1: I... Do you know the level of disrespect that yeah. is? Imagine, imagine me. I am the number one guy. I am probably, in all honesty, because of how the bantamweight division currently is, there's a legitimate argument that I will probably fight the next guy. I will probably fight the winner of Sterling and um, Dillashaw. Yeah, because he lost to Sterling by split decision. Right. And if and if it's not him, there's only one other guy who I will accept, and that's Corey Sandhagen. That is it. That is it. Outside of him, there is no one. And by the way, before anyone says Marlon Vera, shut up, because Marlon Vera is going to get waxed, destroyed. He can't even yeah. beat Algernon Sterling, and he's the weakest of the three pillars. He's the weakest, and he can't even beat him.
0: In my opinion, O'Malley should have had to fight like Sandhagen oh. or somebody like that before you ever no. got
1: him on. No. No, you know who you know who he honestly should have fought. Has he fought him yet? I don't think he has. Oh, you know who honestly have fought. You, like you to said fight? Vera. Even if he fought Vera. If you want to fight Vera, fine. You know who I'm putting him against? Uh, song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, your dong song. Yep. I would I would have him do that. Fight a guy that's like between ninth and eleventh. So let's see the ninth and eleventh guys in the bantamweight division right now. Your dong song. Okay, so um, O'Malley's thir- uh, uh, Lillivan So Yadong song or um, Ricky Simon. Yeah. That's really that's a, yeah. th- those are the only. Under- I don't understand. I understand he beat Pedro Munoz. That's 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 adorable. Oh, yeah. I guess, but if you know Pedro Munoz makes you a top guy in the division, then Jesus Christ, everyone's yeah. a top guy in the freaking division, bro. Like let's be honest. And again, this is like again of the three pillars, <coughs> Aljamain Sterling is the weakest and O'Malley would have trouble with him. Imagine what Piotr Yan is going to do to this kid. It's the same kid who couldn't check a leg kick. What are we doing here? Yeah,
0: I, I agree. I, th- I think like, I like Yon big time in this fight. I don't understand. do will be able to take, be able to take uh, O'Malley down basically when,
1: anytime he wants to. And, and, and on, here's a, on the feet, here's, he's going to unbox him. And here's the thing, right? On the feet, he's going to unbox no. him. And I don't even think no. it'll be close, uh, close, right? In terms of the takedown, O'Malley's not a takedown guy. No. And, and so it, it's this weird thing where I'm looking like I have uh, there. I, – I, I've seen some people actually believe that Sean O'Malley
0: has a chance. Oh, I know quite a few people like that, that think that O'Malley's
1: going to win this fight. Which is insane to me. That right there is insane to me. Because how are you going to pick Sean O'Malley? And I dare you. get Name me one thing he's better at than, than Pierre The best thing he brings to the table is talk. And it's in my opinion, in these press conferences, he's been getting destroyed by a dude who can't even speak a proper sentence. Let, let that sink in. The best thing he brings to the table is talking. And this is Pyotr Young. That English is what? Peter Young's what? Eighth language? Right? Yeah. Rumor has it this dude speaks like a thousand of them. Right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. 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 what in the world? Like you're 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 yeah. losing to Pyotr Young on the mic. That's insane. Yeah. Because Pyotr Young is not a he's not you know skilled on the mic. No. Okay. In, in terms of takedown, lol. Boxing, lol. A, 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 a submission game. I mean, neither one has a submission game. So. I, I'll be nice and get that to O'Malley, I guess. Cardio, Piotr Jan. Uh, chin, Piotr Jan. IQ, Piotr I I don't... Uh, I level, don't of
0: comp, level of competition fought. Jan fought <laughs> way better competition than O'Malley has.
1: See, and I'm not, I'm not even going to go on that argument only because, like, Jan was the champion, so it makes sense on why that would yeah. happen.
0: I mean, you know? O'Malley hasn't fought nobody really yet. I mean, but
1: because O'Malley's a bum, He's a I mean, mid-fighter. He he, he He's did, a mid-fighter mid he who can deserve, talk.
0: He don't deserve this opportunity yet because
1: he hasn't been tested. Can I be honest? If I'm Piotr Jan, I demand a release right after this fight. 110 The mere fact that Dana White disrespected Piotr Jan by doing this, I, I you know what I honestly expected? This is what I honestly expected. I expected Piotr Jan on this card against Corey Sanhagen. And then the winner... Fights the winner of uh, Dillashaw and, and, and Sterling, and then the loser of those two fights fight each other. Yeah, that, make, right? that
0: makes that makes sense. That's what right? Because
1: think about it. Think about it. Because and and this is why I say that if you really sit down and think about it, I think Sandhagen beat Dillashaw. I do too. But it's it's one of those razor close ones where it's like, boom, like you know, I'm not gonna scream robbery, you know, because it was razor close. Would you love to see that fight again? I would. Yeah. Yes, please, on pay-per-view. Okay. If you can listen, if you're trying to sell me Nate Diaz versus Chamayev, and, and 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 all of a sudden uh, TJ Dillashaw that's versus that's Corey Sahagin isn't a draw. Dana, Uncle, Uncle Bobby Dana, get it yeah. together. Okay, get it together. So it's it's this weird thing where I just don't comprehend, yeah. I don't understand the logic. Because my thing is, I'm willing to hear the logic. If it's stupid, I, I'm going to tell you to shut up. But I need the logic. Because for the number one guy, I would have preferred ah! Jan versus ah! anyone. Ah! Piotr Jan versus me. I would have fought for free. It would have made more sense than fighting Sean oh, O'Malley who the hardest thing that he needs to worry about is dyeing his hair because he knows he can't hack it in the ring. And after Piotr Young puts this little little twerp in his place, that? I will look at all the fans and, and I, they will have to acknowledge the fact this kid is just not good enough right now. Can he be? Who knows? He's young, so he's got time. Who knows? But as of right now, if he is ready, to be a top guy in any division, give me a padded helmet, and I—I—I'm I, a better running back than Jonathan Taylor. I'm a better <laughs> running back than, than uh Derrick Henry. I'm a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Better wide receiver than D-Hop, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. I'm a better tackle. I like, No, what are we doing here, Dana? Get it together, bro. You need to get it together. And after Purion destroys him, you need to apologize to Purion. And give this man a big fat check. And then thank him for not demanding a release. Because any other fighter. Either would have A. Taken a, you know. Demanded a release. Or would not have taken this fight. And looked at Dennis. Like, Are you out of your mind?
0: Yeah. If I'm young. I, I, and after I win this fight. I'm uh, I'm either demanding a, to fight the winner of Sterling and Dillashaw. Or I'm asking for my release. Either you give me. 100%. you give me because, out at the title. Or I'm
1: out of here. Yeah. Because I did you a favor. I'm doing you a favor. I'm doing you a favor because you want this. And here's the part about it. Dana hopes and he's crossing his fingers and hoping O'Malley can do it. Yeah, That's what he wants O'Malley to do it so bad. So I'm Peter Young. I saved this division. Me. I saved it. Because when Cody Garbrandt was sucking and beat a bum. It couldn't Ooh, hack it. It was only getting one win when he knocked out a sense mean. out. And what was doing nothing since then. No. When TJ Dillashaw got caught with EPO and Corey Sandhagen was hurt. I held down this division, just me, by myself, for the longest. And for you to make me fight Sean O'Malley. And you to hear the sad part about it. Jan is in a lose lose situation because if he beats the bricks off the twerp, he should have done it. Yeah,
0: we're all gonna say, we're all gonna say, well, that's what should have happened.
1: And guess what? If he loses, he's a bum. So he, he's in a, in a lose lose situation. So Dana White better be grateful. He better he better take his lucky stars. Where is better... in a
0: basically win win situation because if he wins, he's gonna get a, b- a bigger fight. And if he loses, most people are gonna say, well, what? not most people, people like me and you're gonna say, well, yeah. that's, we expected him to lose.
1: Ow! He's a bum. Uh, the worst fight
0: <laughs> fighter in that division. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't believe they moved done. him up to fight Yon already. I, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, like like you said, I think it should have been Yon and Sandhagen, and then the uh, winner of winner of that, and winner of Sterling and Dillashaw fight each other, and the, two, and the two losers could fight each other. But O'Malley hasn't proved to be up there in that top four with them guys. But in the co-main event. We have the cha- championship fight for uh, for no. the weight class with Aljamain Sterling. Okay. It's T.J. Dillashaw. Uh, Sterling's a minus one seventy two favorite. Dillashaw's at plus one forty on the money line. Uh, how you see this one going? You think you think Dillashaw's going to be able to uh, pull it off?
1: So before I answer that, for the odds here, if you like uh, Dillashaw, go to bet. He is a plus one sixty underdog. And if you like, or uh, by also on five dimes, plus plus one sixty, if you like join Sterling, uh, Sports Interactive minus one fifty five favorite. So if you like those odds, the mere fact that TJ Dillashaw, you I took, am not a TJ Dillashaw. Oh, go ahead. You took you, know, you took
0: uh, y'all in the last fight, right? Yes, yes, okay. I did. Yes, yes.
1: Uh, I do not like TJ Dillashaw. Um, I hate him with a passion. Um, I think. Yeah. Dillashaw? yeah, I hate not like him uh, either. He's a piece of garbage. He's a piece of trash. But this is how much of a phony champion Algemene Sterling is. I am rooting for the man I hate. I think TJ Dillashaw is going to put on a clinic. And the reason why I say this is because I have to be consistent. Remember back then, the gauntlet I wanted Algemene Sterling to run through? I'm on wanted- I juiced up T.J. Dillashaw. I want Dana White to turn a blind eye. We're going to eject this man with EPO. Through every orifice. Every, every, every single little, every hole in his body. We're going to get a syringe full of EPO and inject. And we're going to have T.J. Dillashaw just rubbed all this piece of garbage. And save the Bantamweight division. And he's going to do it. He's going to do it. There's nothing Aljamain Sterling does that T.J. Oh, Dillashaw cannot God. handle, counter, or conquer. Period. If we're going to be honest, T.J. Dillashaw is, is uh, Brock Lesnar. Aljamain Sterling is Zach Gowen. If y'all don't know who that is, <laughs> it's the one <one-let> leg <laughs> guy. If y'all still don't remember, it's the guy that Brock Lesnar F5 into the pole. If you don't oh, know, look up uh, Brock okay. Lesnar versus Zach Gowen. You're welcome. Okay? Without a shadow of a doubt, TJ Dillashaw is going to dominate. And I honestly think it really comes down to one thing: How long does TJ uh-huh. Dillashaw want to mess with Algernon Sterling? <laughs> does he want to watch the like the the hope drain from Algernon Sterling's eyes? Does he want to see that, or does he just want to end it quick, get the belt, and then just go, call out whoever? That's really that, that's just, it's not a matter of if T.J. Dillashaw beats him. It's just a matter of when, right? Is Dilish, does Dillashaw want to knock him out in the first round and be like, I'm back, bleepers. I'm back. EPO, let's go. Or does he kind of want to drag it out and say, look, man, that's two times. Every time I'm back, I thought twice. I went the is both times, and I'm a winner. Put this division. Y'all suck. Beep. And he gets out. What does he want to do? What does he want to do? That's all it really comes down to. TJ, Killershaw. Is He's going <gasps> to leave in a Shawshank redemption, this piece of health, and save the division we didn't know we loved. So Dillashaw win it so my man, Piotr Jan, can beat the bricks off you and we can have our true champion back on yep. top of the division.
0: I think we're gonna get Yon back as our true champion, but I think I think Sterling's gonna beat Dillashaw, and
1: Yon's gonna beat Sterling. do I don't kick you from this? Do I have the, I have the ability to kick you? What in the world, what in the world, Chris, Christopher? I just, man, I, I just think
0: Sterling's gonna beat Dillashaw. I want to pick Dillashaw because I don't care for Sterling either, but I think Sterling's gonna win, and then, but I think Yon, I think they're gonna give Yon another opportunity after he uh, slaps O'Malley around a little bit.
1: And like I said, I think the he only guy off. the only guy I will accept, yeah. like if it's not Piotr Jan, yeah. if we're going to give any other guy a title hey. shot, yes, that, that, that is the only... Because st- I felt I, like he beat Dillashaw. To be what I'll be honest with you. Can I be honest with you, Chris? Yeah. Me personally, yeah. if Dillashaw wins, I don't care what happens with Piotr Jan. Yeah. It's go- it should, I think, San Zahagan, and, Dillashaw. and Dillashaw need to run it back. So we get a definitive winner. So that way we can figure out what's it for all who won. And then
0: Yon fight the winner of that. No. You know what I would do? I would
1: have Yan versus Sterling. Okay, yep. Have them run you. it back. And I would even do them on a fight night. Because it won't be for the title. Yep. It won't be for the title. Do that for a fight night. Matter of fact, I would do Dillashaw. Like, uh, if it was Dillashaw, I would do Dillashaw versus San Hagen. What, what are we in? October? Right, yeah, October. Um, If if they're down, I would have it to be the first Ow. pay-per-view of January, of, of, the, of next year. If Ow. they're down. If not, February, March, let them fight, February. right?
0: If not, you could do it the weekend of the
1: Super Bowl. They usually have that pay-per-view right there at the beginning of February. Do, yeah, yeah, yeah so if they don't want to do January, they could do February, right? And then, after they fight, the next weekend, that fight night should be Sterling versus Jan. and then that way there's only a week difference. So now you know who's the champion, and by yeah. the time, by the time in in a week's time, you will know who's going to be the number one contender for the Area uh, championship.
0: And plus, I would be, people will watch that. I'd be a good a good main event for a fight night because it would be get people to tune yeah. into.
1: Hundred percent, and I and again, it'll it'll make sense because usually they kind of have fight nights for up and comers. It's nice to occasionally have. Okay, we got two established yeah. veterans here. Two guys who want to fight for the title because they did that, I think, with uh right Bradford with the title. Hovich won on a fight night. You know, yep. b- but before Dominic Cruz um got um because if he b- beat Marlon Vera, he would have you know ended up probably having an opportunity for the title. He went on his run on a fight night. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's like I it, I genuinely do believe that they should probably use fight night like that a little more to you know try to have a little bit more, you know. <laughs> In terms of storytelling and booking, make it a little more sense, you know. So, yeah, yeah I got I got TJ Killershaw. All
0: right, we're we're opposite on that one. Now we're at the main event: Olivera against Makachev. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me get the odd mods pulled back up here real quick. Uh, and why are doing that? Plus one forty was... underdog. Okay. And Makachev's
1: is a minus one seventy two favorite on FanDuel. Okay. So uh, for Makachev. Uh, Plus, uh, minus one fifty five on Sports Interactive, and if you like Charles Oliveira, he's a plus one seventy on Sport Sportbet and five dimes. So, if you like them, who do you have winning? I'm very curious to to hear. Man, this
0: is—I ain't gonna lie—I I went back and forth on this one. A oh, couple who points. are you telling,
1: man? Uh,
0: I'm going—I'm going, I'm going oh, to go okay. with Makachev, but man, okay. I, I could see either one of these guys winning this fight. I really could because uh, both of them are great grapplers and great wrestlers. I mean, and we've seen mm-hmm. Oliveira with 21, 21 submissions in his career. <laughs> Makachev has 10 submissions. So, I mean, somebody could easily end this fight in, in, in any position. Uh but Man, I, I think Markachev's is going to be able to get some takedowns and, and be able to get some uh, control on top. But he's going to have to watch for them submissions. I think it's going to be a great fight. Like I said, we went back and forth. But I, I, I think Makachev is going to uh, – Finally get that big signature win. So
1: for me, I'm so I'm like you. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Because I I do like Makachev and I think he can win. But here's the only concern I had when it came to Charles Oliveira. Is he gonna quit? Still turn a hat. I think a, a Chozo Laverro with the right mind. Yeah. Ooh, he's dangerous. So I started going back, right? Looking back and you know, looking through his, you know, his spot where he was inconsistent. And I remember exactly what I was doing, right? I stopped at the Holloway fight in 2015. So that's what it hit me. What am I doing? I'm going too far back. Because He beat Tony Ferguson when he knocked out Michael Chandler. At the end of the first round, Michael Chandler hurt him. He hurt Charles Oliveira, and Oliveira, instead of quitting, what did he do? Fought through. Mm -hmm. Dustin Poirier hurt him, and what did he do? Fought through. Justin Gaethje. Okay, I can't say nothing about Justin Gaethje hurting him, but 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 Michael Chandler and Dustin Poirier hurt him. Yep. And what did he do? He fought through, fought through and persevered. So, I was like, why am I gonna look up 2015, 2014, 2013 when I'm seeing the most like of his recent fights? He's faced adversity, and he's showing me. I'm good now. I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm vibing. I, I, I like how I was before, where a little bit of adversity would, would would freak me out and I would tap because I'm having an asthma attack in the octagon. It turns out I don't have asthma. No, those days we, are behind me.
0: We make weight this time.
1: <laughs> See, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I got me tight. I was hard on him for that. But then when I saw, like, everyone was, like, 0.5, and then it came out that the, that the reason why was the backstage scale was yeah. actually off, yeah. I, that's when, I, and, and I, I was hard on him. I have apologized ever canted because as time went on, they started putting out more information. Yeah. And then you realize, like, when, it, when they finally came up with the actual weight, 70% of the fighters were over by half a an pound. And I'm like, there's no no shot that's a coincidence. No shot that's a coincidence. And I think that's why they gave him this, this automatic rematch. I think that's what they said, all right, look, we'll be gate you. We'll, we'll give it to you, no problem. Because at this point, you know, Andre goes, uh, bro, I want Charles Oliveira. Me too. I do. I do. A, I can't no, put him no, over no, Khabib, no. though, because he's fishing dudes. Khabib already finished. No, listen. You don't have to put him, you know, if you don't want to. Me personally, I just love the one Charles Oliveira game. Yeah. In the it, it, People are like, you know, everyone do- loves to talk about how in the beginning, a paper cut had this man out for six weeks. Yeah. Now my man got veneers, and all of a sudden, this dude out here taking bricks to the face, bro. He taking bricks to the face. He's like, ah, give me that one, another brick, give me another one. Ah like, and it's insane. Again, Charles Oliveira, he's 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 a you know a submission artist, right? Yep, yeah. and he knocked out Michael Chandler, who everyone thought had better boxes. No one thought he could stand and bang with Dustin Poirier. He did that to end up getting him to tap. No one thought he would be tough enough to be, you know, to rock with Justin Gaethje, and he broke Justin Gaethje. So I think at some point, we got to stop looking back six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 15, 20, 80 years back to nitpick him yep. when now he's starting to show us, I'm chilling, I'm vibing. I'm good. I've I, I faced adversity against the top, top guys in this division. I beat them. I'm the reason why people don't look at Dustin Poirier the same anymore. I'm the reason that the Michael Chandler hype all of a sudden stopped. I'm the reason why no one takes Justin Gaethje legit anymore. I'm the reason. And with, the, with that, man, I got Oliveira. I'm rocking with Oliveira. I think, I think he does it and i think i think he you know you know how he speaks brazil like, or i said brazilian i'm stupid you know how he speaks portuguese and whatnot. Right i think i think we hear him speak some english i think we'll hear three words suck my please <laughs> he'll say it too he'll say it too maybe call makachev the b-word a few times all right so
0: i'm gonna go with makachev but man i think it's i think it's gonna be a great main event and, I'm, and it has the ability to be a real real good fight because uh, Makachev isn't no slouch either, and he's not going to quit. So it's going to be it's going to be fun. Uh, I hope we get the best version of Oliveira too, because we get the best version of both these guys. I think it could be fight of be, uh fight of the night.
1: Hundred percent. I, I I think in my opinion, I think this is fight of the night. I think Uncle Dana's going to make up a bonus for Piotr Yan. I, I think he'll just make up some random bonus, like some so a bonus we've never heard of before. It's, it's going to be like. Um, Take him for the team bonus or some shit something like that. Like, like he's just gonna pick up a random bonus. Take like, yo, I gotta computer on something. Take out the trash bonus. That's it. I think I, I think that and I, I think I think the winner of the of the Bantamweight title fight is gonna get uh, a bonus, you know, something because I, I I do not think in any way, shape, or form, I do not think that the Bantamweight title uh, DJ TJ joshua is gonna hurt Alger. You you think this is you think this is one of the better uh, pay per view cards though that we've had had in a while. Yeah, you know what I think we should do. At the end of the year, we should have like our top three pay per views. Yeah, like a show like that because that way it'll actually let us go. Because I, I I do I think this card is very I like it. I do like the card. I I, I love the fact that obviously we finally get a lightweight champion. Right, but then we're having the Bantamweight title defended. Plus, you know, obviously, you still got um excuse me, you still got the Piotr Jan still there, so he can kind of you know speak his piece and whatnot. For me, I'll be honest with you 278. Who the one when it was uh Usman versus Edwards. And Luke oh, yeah. Rockhold uh-uh. was like, "Oh, I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Spring cool, cool." <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh man, but yeah. no. We, we, I, I do think, in my opinion, this is top five. I, I think it'll be your top five. I, I, I do think it is one of the better ones. Now, I would, I'm going to wait to, um, I'm gonna wait. See so how it plays out before we, right? Because. You know what other, this is another fight I thought was going to be a banger. I thought, um, uh, Carlos Carla Esparza. I was going to say the women. Yeah. Carlos Barza versus yeah. Rose Namunas. I thought one that one, that was, in my opinion, the worst fight of the year. Yeah. And I was looking yeah. forward to that fight. Like you Me were. Me too. I, like, I
0: thought Me that too. was a good
1: yep. one. Yeah. Yeah. It was probably one of the worst fights of the year. Yeah. A hundred percent. So. But yeah, I I do think it's top five.
0: All right. Well, uh, was you uh, was you gonna be available tomorrow to watch along? Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my yes, dad, sir. my dad will be out. He's gonna be out and about, so he won't be able to be on. So it's like, as long as I can find with something, at least one other person, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, I, I I'll
1: I'll probably be in for the main card. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably I'll just gonna do it for the main card. Start yeah, about okay. two o'clock. Yeah, to do all that stuff. <laughs> My look, bro. With how tired I am, bro, I'm not waking up till
0: like one ish. Yeah, I plan on starting basically right at two when the main card starts. That's cool. That. Yeah. Just let me know one, and I'll be here. Yep. Yeah, well, we'll plan on starting at two. I'll send you. The, I'll send you the link in the morning sometime.
1: Fantastic. Uh, you here. got. You got any final thoughts before we uh, end this preview and prediction show? Um, like always, you know, when when it comes to betting, you know, Chris has all the time. Just Make sure you look at all your stuff. Make sure you look at all these sports books. Compare odds and make sure you don't go. Because even though when was it? I think it was it was um the last the last show I did with you. Remember, on one on one um sports book, the favorite was the underdog. Yeah. So I always tell people, always look at the odds, pay attention to them, know they change. And always look at multiple different sports books because, like I said, the odds are always different, and you might catch yourself, you know, catching some a lucky a lucky deal here and there, you know. But
0: yeah, you can get better value at different sports books. Not, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I use FanDuel a lot, but in on UFC, yeah.
1: DraftKings usually has better odds on, than a yes. FanDuel on UFC. Yeah, and and that's not that because they're um, it's it's literally yeah. because they're partner. Yep. Yeah. So they 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 get yeah. like you know. Better inside scoop type of thing, so but yeah, man. Mm, All right, it was fun, bro.
0: Uh, yeah, I, was I thought it was a great show. Uh, yes, sir. A lot of fights, like I said, we'll be live around two o'clock tomorrow with Thank watching you. long and reaction, uh, for the UFC 280. So come join us tomorrow. Appreciate everybody watching today. Uh, you also, you can, uh, I'll be live tonight, 11 o'clock, with Gonzo and the Judge Sports Talk. Uh, come check that out. Uh, but for um, for um, pride, I'm Chris. We will see you guys, uh, hopefully tomorrow for the UFC 280 watch along and reaction show. Mm-hmm. If not, you can find us through the week on the uh, ASAP Sports Network. Please go hit that subscribe button for the ASAP Sports Network and for Gonzo Sports Room and and for pride, uh, Prideful Takes podcast as well. And uh, we will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for joining us. Have a good weekend, yes,
1: sir. Whole sports are plays. Whole sports all place. Hall sports all place. Uh, 365, we're making a place. We're talking the game, get you through the days. We're high in the court, they're in the lane. Variety topics, living the same. All vegetation, sports information. In the air, we're staking the nation. Host sports are plays, they like work in your faces. Grace at the field, so tie the laces. Hall sports all plays. Uh-huh.